Welcome into the November 30th episode of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. A couple of things we got to get into today. We got some updates from practice. We might get to see Connor Timmons on the ice tonight as they take on the San Jose Sharks. We'll also preview that game on today's episode of Locked On Leafs. So all that and more coming up on Locked On Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On These Podcasts, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TV. TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive. And TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs, the daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. Be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video format. Check us up on YouTube. That's Lockdown Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get new daily Leafs content directly to you. Every day, Monday through Friday. We got a game day tonight. Got the Maple Leafs uh, going back home after that four-game road trip. They won all four. They're riding high. Good vibes in Toronto. They've got the San Jose Sharks, a team that they lost to um, on that California road trip when they were not playing very good hockey. This is a different team than they were playing last time that they uh, they played the, the Sharks. So, We'll see how things kind of unfold tonight, but we will tee up that game in just a moment. But before we get into all that, Dave, why don't we go over some uh, some practice updates, some notes that we got from practice today because we got a bit of an update on Ilya Samsonov. We got uh, an update on Connor Timmons. So why don't we share that with the group and then uh, with the group, share that with the, the listeners, the viewers. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Group. Gather, around, gather around, children. Gather around. Yeah, well, it's, it's like we're doing a class project here, like with the group. I don't, I don't know why I said that. Anyways, um, first and foremost, a lot of us have been wondering what's going to go, what's going to happen with Connor Timmons, right? This guy was traded for about a week ago and still hasn't been able to, to make uh, – make his mark with the Leafs, didn't end up getting in any of those games over the course of the weekend, didn't all play in Detroit, but he might get an opportunity tonight against San Jose and Toronto. Uh, he was skating alongside Victor Mete on the third pair. So Connor Timmons might get his first crack, might make his Leafs debut tonight. Um, excited for it? Is that one of the things that you're going to be definitely keeping an eye on for tonight? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I knew that he wasn't going to be getting in right away. Like, to expect somebody to come in on a trade and play, even after, like, a couple of days of practice, that's asking a lot, especially someone who hasn't been playing at the NHL a lot the last few years. You know, you're. I like that they took their time with it because, really, they didn't need to. They, you know, there was a crisis. Well, in hindsight, they in didn't hindsight, need to. Now, they don't need to worry about that, but... At the time, I was like, why aren't they playing him in Minnesota? Then they won. Why aren't they playing him in Pittsburgh? Then they won. Yeah. Why aren't they playing him in Detroit? Then they won. So in hindsight, yeah, sure, it makes sense not to play him. But at the time, I was very much like, you brought this kid in. I mean, he, he, he's supposed to be a better prospect than, than Hollowell. He's supposed to be a better player than Victor Mete. Why aren't you giving him a shot? Finally going to get that opportunity tonight. 
yeah, finally. And good on him for, you know, being patient, waiting for that opportunity. Because this must not be easy, right? We've seen, we've seen many players who have come to a new team and sometimes they get into the doghouse for no apparent reason. Uh, you know, we had one of them on our show not so long ago, Frankie Corrado. Someone who, yeah. you know, really, he didn't have, you know, wasn't expecting to be a top four guy. But, you know, times where it looked like there was an opportunity for him to get into the lineup and you're just, you're waiting and you're waiting. So good on him to at least stay patient, knowing that probably knew that that opportunity was going to come. Else maybe a little easier knowing that that opportunity is going to come at home rather than on the road. You know, yeah, you can have you know, we probably gave him a good heads up. I mean, it has not been confirmed as we're recording this, but it's almost pretty much confirmed when you see how the lineup was was drawn up. So they probably wanted to make sure that his family is aware of it and so that he can, you know, make sure that his that whoever he's expecting to be there can be there for the debut. So yeah. A lot of, yeah. It's an exciting time for him for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's from St. Catharines, which is, you know, my neck of the woods. It's not too far from Toronto, but an hour or so out of uh, out of Toronto. So, you know, he probably can have a lot of family and, and people come and, and watch him make his Leafs debut, right? The kid grew up just an hour south of Toronto, probably grew up a, a Leafs fan. So it's going to be a, a really solid moment for him, for his family. Um, hopefully he can make a bit of an impact and, and you know, show that with all the injuries that are here, he can still be a, a factor for this blue line um, in the short term. Long term, I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see how it kind of all unfolds once everybody's healthy because they do have, you know, six or seven healthy bodies, um, you know, where are they going to keep an eighth defenseman around? Would that be? Connor Timmins would that be Mete I mean they already have Jordy Ben like if he ends up coming back too that they'll have to make a decision on but for now just get him into games see how he's playing and uh, maybe he can build build some confidence and kind of get back to being that top prospect that he was a couple years ago prior to the injuries when he was tearing it up in the Sioux the Sioux Dave and uh, also at the World Junior Championships. Uh, one other thing to note, too, when we're talking about lineup changes from the weekend, uh, looks like Nick Robertson is finally going to get back into the lineup after sitting out for a few games there. Dennis Mulgan is going to be coming out of the lineup in place, so he gets uh, put up there on the fourth line. And, look, Nick Robertson being on the fourth line doesn't necessarily – help his case i guess you know like he's a guy who we've always kind of said it's it's top six or bust he's just one of those players his, his play off the puck isn't strong enough i guess to thrive and survive in that type of role um but at least he's getting into the lineup i guess and and we'll get a game here but even still like if he's only going to get into 10 11 minutes here um just playing fourth line minutes i, I still probably would rather him play in the american league and be you know, a, a top six player in the American League. I, I still don't like what they're doing here with his development. I'll be honest with you. I, I haven't been a fan of it all season long. Really, you know, if he's not playing in the NHL, play him in the play him in the AHL. Let him get some games in because I understand that sometimes guys are too good for the AHL, but that doesn't seem to be the case with Nick Robertson. Like, you know, he's not exactly, you know, he's not going like. When he's in the AHL, he's not putting up like two points a game, where you're just like, okay, like it's no point. I like, I I just don't like the message that it sends too. It's just like, 
what does he have to do to get into the lineup? He can't. He doesn't get those opportunities to show the coaching staff. Some will say, oh, he can show it in practice. No, I don't think that's enough. Personally, I think there's, you know, you need to see more out of him in game action. And we're not, and he's only getting fourth line minutes now, right? So it's not like you're putting him in a position where he's going to thrive consistently because he's not going to get a lot of minutes. So, yeah, I just, I haven't been a fan of how they've handled this. And you also wonder, does this impact potentially if they want to trade him at the trade deadline? And the team's like, well, we haven't really liked what we've seen because we haven't seen much of them. And that I think that plays a factor. And and I don't know why the Leafs would want to do that to themselves if they feel like he's not good enough or put himself in a position where you can at least consider getting something better that you can that could be more useful to what you're trying to do, you know, come playoff time. Like you need you need to get maximize your roster as much as possible. And I don't know if Nick Robinson in his current position is helping the team in any way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a valid point. You know, he, he certainly hasn't helped his trade value since uh, I guess he had the one game against the, the Dallas Stars. And I'll be honest, I can't, who, who wrote about it? Somebody wrote about it in the Toronto. One of the Toronto media members wrote about it. I can't remember who it was, but after that game against Dallas, when he scored uh, twice, including the game winner in overtime, he wrote, now's the time to capitalize on uh, on on trading exactly who it was uh post media yeah i don't know why i'm blanking on his name the guy who who said that helmets were dumb also which uh, that was a bad take that i I will not take back but maybe they should have considered making that deal back uh, a couple of weeks ago when is michael tracos was that tracos yeah it was tracos i'm pretty Uh, sure was it i don't know if it was tracos maybe it might have been anyways um, but regardless, uh, yeah, that's, that's a take that it's aged decently well. I mean, he can clearly turn his game around. He can turn out to be a great player for the Maple Leafs, but I don't know. Maybe they could have flipped him at that point. Uh, just ride the high at that point. Okay. Yeah. There it was. Yeah. Michael Trakos. Why the time has never been better to trade Maple Leafs, Nick Robertson. And that was the night, um, the night of, or the day after, uh, he he made his debut against the Stars, beat his brother. They scored. He scored twice, including the overtime winner. I mean, I still probably wouldn't trade Nick Robertson, but the take wasn't uh, it wasn't as 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 bad as maybe people made it seem like at the time. We were prisoner of the moment, and maybe he was onto something. But regardless, you're right. Hopefully, uh, this hasn't impacted his trade value if that is the the you know a player who they decide to move on from at some point but hopefully he just develops into a quality you know middle six second line player for the maple Leafs who can score and be part of the solution as opposed to being trade fodder um one other quick uh, update from practice today Ilya samsonov the goaltender has been out for a couple of weeks after um getting injured in the game against boston off of that wicked shootout goal from brad marchand um He's been out ever since, but apparently he got into a practice today. It wasn't a heavy practice, but says he felt really good. Didn't feel any pain in his knee, and he's ready to return soon. Sheldon Keefe calling Samsonov day-to-day. Uh, so we'll see where that ends up, but it sounds like his return could be 
on the horizon and potentially as early as, as this weekend, which would be great. But Matt Murray, I believe is expected to get the start tonight. We'll see what happens when they practice. And, and, but that is the expectation I believe. And he's been fantastic. We'll continue to dive into tonight's game um, in just a moment. But before we do, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors. And that's bet online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to hockey, soccer, esports, we got it all at betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And just a reminder, if you do want to make a little wager at Bet Online, I mean, just remember, and this is a different team as we kind of transition in here to our preview for tonight's game. The Leafs lost the last meeting between these two. It was a 4-3 overtime loss. Remember uh, Eric Carlson with that nifty play. Uh, nice goal that he scored, the overtime winner a couple of few weeks ago, maybe it was about a month ago now. Um, that was the last we saw the San Jose Sharks. The Maple Leafs team are a different squad. And I see a lot of money is pouring in on San Jose right now. It could be the fact that there's way more value on the Sharks and the Maple Leafs, you know, known for being a team that plays down to their opponent. But I think over the course of the last couple of weeks here, they've quieted down that narrative. Now, they've played a lot of quality teams. They haven't played many non-playoff teams over the course of the last little bit so they haven't had a chance to really extinguish those uh that thought process but tonight against the san jose sharks coming off of a, a, a back-to-back they had just played and beat the montreal canadians for nothing but they're coming in on night two of a back-to-back toronto well rested this should be a, a game that they should be able to to handle and win easily should be yeah because san jose at that time, nobody thought they were a really good team, and the Leafs should have been able to handle that game quite easily. They're still not a good team. They stink. I know. They stink. I, and, I mean, what are they? 7 13 and 4? Yep. Yep. They, they went into the. So they came into this. Uh, coming into this game, they had. They were on a 1 2 1 2 3. They're on a three game losing streak. Like, they lost some pretty bad games. Like there was one where they they lost like eight to five, five two. And then they beat the uh, Montreal Canadiens for nothing. Yeah, tonight. And I think this is actually on a back to back too for them. So that's another thing to keep in mind uh, for the least. But no, this, you, you don't listen to me, David. Do, do you listen? Do you listen to the words that come out of my mouth, guy? No. <laughs> but no, I also, when I look at the San sorry when I look at the San Jose Sharks though, like. They only have been doing so well, in my opinion, because Eric Carlson has gone to like supernova mode, and he's like what he's doing right now. I don't think anybody could have predicted this, and it's kind of elevated some other players. And it's probably the San Jose Sharks are thinking we're not good, but we didn't want to be. We want to be a lot worse than this, and that's the problem right now. That's why they've been trying to trade a lot of their guys because they don't want to be a good team. Yeah, because they're a team that's going to like find themselves not in a playoff spot at the end of the year, but they don't want to win a whole bunch of games and you know find themselves outside of the top five. Because this is supposed to be a really good draft. Like The top three, four picks, really, really solid. Clearly, you've got Connor Bedard, who is 
um, who's going to be there up at the top. You've got uh, uh, who's that American playing in the NCAA? Fantilli, Adam Fantilli, who's been unbelievable at Michigan. And they've got that kid out in uh, uh, Mitch. Uh, was it Michnikov? Mitch Michkov? Who's the Russian kid? I, don't I believe. Know. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. You're much better at the pronunciation than me. So the fact that you're asking me is not a good thing right now. No, I mean, yeah, that's 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 fair. I believe it's 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 Mitchkov or whatever. Matt Faye Mitchkov, I believe, is the pronunciation. But anyways, three really good players at the top of this draft. And, yeah, like they're a team that probably is hoping to be lucky enough to select one of those three players. Um, and, and, I mean, the way that they've played, I, I think that they probably will end up there at some point. Like they're still not winning a whole lot of games here this season. I'm pretty sure they're still bottom. I'm just going to go check the standings really quickly, but I think they're still pretty darn close they to the bottom. Last in the, in their division. So that's not good for them. Yeah. They're like, they're like near the bottom. Where are they here? 26th. So they're 26th in the NHL. Um, yeah. Well, Anaheim's in their division and Anaheim has been the worst team in, in the NHL. I think they have what one regulation win in the first 23 games of their season. They've been brutal. Um, absolutely brutal. But yeah, so they're currently six points shy of, of, of last place, but they can still end up getting themselves, you know, a couple losses here. They'll be right in the mix and then the bottom of the pile. They're not a very good hockey team at the end of the day. They really just are not a good hockey team. You know, you, you look at it and they're just not scoring a whole lot. They're averaging three goals a game, um, which is ranked 19th in the NHL. They're giving up 3.4 goals a game, which is the 24th, um, you know, ranked 24th in the NHL. They're giving up a ton of shots. The power play is pretty putrid. Like, there's just not much going right outside of Eric Carlson. And, you know, I just think that Toronto, the way that they're playing right now, they should be able to go in there level-headed and believe, okay, we can't take them lightly. We need to get out there, get off to a quick start, and they should be able to to come away with the victory despite being the heavy favorites. And when the team's a heavy betting favorite, I think they have, like, the worst record in the last five years as a – minus 200 or better favorites. But I think tonight's a, a night where they actually take care of business and get the job done. I really do. They've been doing it against teams that, frankly, many probably thought they couldn't beat. In terms of like when I look at San Jose, they have – I'm sorry. Uh, I look at New Jersey with that win streak that they were on. I don't think many gave the Leafs a chance to win that game. Like there was a, there was a chance. The injury. But, it's because of the injuries mainly. That's pretty. Minnesota was not an easy game. Like they're not a bad team. Pittsburgh was the one where you could say, okay, well, the Leafs did very well against them a few weeks before that. So there was some, at least some idea that they could pull off another uh, win against them. But yeah, I don't see how you look at this game and you're um, you're not you're not going with the Leafs if you're at least from at least from a betting perspective. Like if you're putting money on San Jose to win this game. Really question your decision making on the betting front there because that's almost like giving like lighting money on fire. I understand pretty much the only guaranteed bet if you want to put anything on the lease is their former leaf bet on them to score. That's the only one I could ever say. In yeah, Barabanov anytime goal. Yeah, that should cash. Um, 
But uh, no, I mean, according to, to covers.com, which is a website that I use a lot for, for some betting content and just to see what the, what's going on in the market, apparently 71% of the money is coming in on San Jose to win this game on, on the money line. 73% of the bets are coming in on Toronto, which means a lot of the heavy hitters are coming in on them. And I guarantee it's because of that narrative that Toronto just doesn't win games against uh, against when they're massive favorites like this it's just it's a narrative play so they're gonna try and and, and make that bet and try and make that money but ultimately I, I i don't care i think toronto is playing with extreme confidence right now they've won four in a row you got marner going for 18 straight games with a point tonight um i think he does it i i mean we're seeing such an exceptional level of play and how about this dave i brought it up on the show yesterday marner tossed out the word MVP. Did you not hear that all day long on a lot of like media yep. outlets today? I heard Craig Button on Overdrive today saying if he had to write his MVP ballot today, Mitch Marner would be on his top five. Hey Craig, you uh you you uh tuning into Locked on Lisa not even giving us a chance to have you on? Like come on man. We could get Craig on. We could probably get Craig on. I talk to Craig every week. I'm gonna talk to him on Thursday. I'll probably ask him this. I'll ask him just that. Hey, did you do yourself a favor and listen to Locked On Leafs? Is that how you got your info? No, just kidding. Craig is a very smart man. It's uh, <laughs> much smarter than I, obviously. But the fact that he also believes that makes me feel good in my assessment that he has been one of the best and, and most valuable players. But um, you know, what, what, what I think is being not even overlooked, but, but we're talking about this, this winning streak or this point streak that he's on. Um, I'm not sure if you heard Mike Kelly with us on Leafs lunch today, but he had a stat pack. He went and dove into the numbers about what Mitch Marner is doing defensively during this point streak that he has. So, you know, the fact that he's got, 17 straight with a point is is amazing and something that clearly doesn't happen. It's only happened twice in Maple Leafs history. But you look at it as what he's doing defensively. Since the time he started the streak, coincidentally, it was against the San Jose Sharks, actually. So he, could, he, could, he started it and he could tie also the franchise record against the Sharks. He is number two in the league among forwards in blocked passes. He is seventh in the league among stick checks and tenth in the league among blocked shots, odd five-on-five five as a forward, um, among all forwards. That's pretty That's pretty great, man. And when I read all that, not only do I see MVP, I see Selkie. The dude's having an unbelievable year, and, you know, I, I, I'm just – the guy's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, and it's no coincidence that when he's not playing well, the Leafs aren't playing well, and when the, he's playing well, the Leafs are doing well. That's the – as I said in the – Yes, in our last episode, that's the definition of an MVP in my mind. When yeah, the players he's the MVP, man. He's the engine of the, of the team. When they're on, when he's on, the team's on. When he's off, the team's been off this year. And and that's not saying that he's, you know, it's not his team. You know, it's, it's, it's still probably like Matthews is still the guy here, I would say. But he's kind of that engine that makes this team tick. It was very much the case last year and it's also the case again this year when he's on the team wins when he's not typically the team's uh losing yeah and 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 once austin matthews gets himself going 
Like the best thing, the best stat you can look at is how does the team do when X player scores? And when Mitch Marner scoring a goal, the Leafs are a very good team. I can't, I can't remember where I saw the stat. They put it up, I think, during the during the game. Like you see how Marner's impact on the game. Look at the wins and losses. That's not a that that's a great measure, in my opinion. Actually, uh, let's see. No, I'm just trying to see if I had the stat. I had the stat somewhere and I lost it. When Marner scores, yeah. Yeah, there was. I had a stat for like when, like I'll, I'll say this. Here's a good stat here. When the Leafs win, so the fourteen he he has seventeen points in the fourteen games that the Leafs have won. So he's over a point per game player. It's pretty yeah. pretty good. Like when he's recording a point, more times than not, the Leafs are getting a win. What's his stats in a loss? Uh, in a loss, he has four points in the five games they have lost, and this is in regulation. This is through that stretch, through this season, start of the season till now. Yes. Okay. Through. Okay. So you're not including the overtime game. So that's through regulation. The regulation losses. Gotcha. Yeah. So there it is. Like the, the the team, a big reason why they're losing games is because Mitch ain't ain't firing, and it hasn't happened too often, right? Hasn't happened a whole lot. So, um, yeah, those those are pretty pretty good stats and pretty quality. All right, why don't we take a quick break, and then when we get back, let's let's tee up the game in terms of what we think the Maple Leafs need to do to make the re- this a reality and keep her going, make it five wins in a row for uh, what I believe. That's the first five-game winning streak of the season that would be, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll be right back with that. We'll give our, our, uh, our keys to the game. That's coming up next here on Locked On Leafs. Welcome back into Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Moore Sudi with you, the hosts here of the Locked On Leafs pod. Um, daily police coverage coming at you. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. Thank you so much for, I guess, making it this far. We're about 25 plus minutes into the podcast. If you've lasted this long, Appreciate you. Really, really appreciate you. Hopefully you have been entertained, you've learned something, and you enjoy, and you come back and visit us because we put out new content each and every day, Monday through Friday. It's all Leafs all the time. If you are a diehard Leaf fan and part of Leafs Nation, you got to be part of the Lockdown Leafs family. Got to be. Also, let's give a shout-out to the Discord, which has been popping off lately as well. Um, we'll put the Discord link down below. You can join us and join the Discord family too. Um, get in on the conversation on on game days and during the game too. It's always always lively. And it'll be lively again tonight. Leafs taking on the San Jose Sharks. Um, puck drop tonight at seven o'clock. Toronto going for their fifth consecutive win against uh, uh, well, just in general, but it'll be against the San Jose Sharks. What are your three keys to the game, Dave, for that to happen? Well, before we do that, Mike, I had a little surprise. Uh-huh. Uh, and Mike has no idea about this. This is why it's a surprise. And if you have stayed this long, I, I'm, I'm sorry if you stayed on this on audio because it is not an audio thing. It is a visual thing. Our good friends over at Locked On have helped us. Mike has always asked me to come together and put together a lineup graphic that we could put up. What do we have? What do we have in store, so, David? I took some time today. I said Mike's been asking for this, so I gotta I gotta do it. Wah 
damn. Oh, that is the wrong screen. So let me not do that screen. <laughs> what am I looking at? I'm looking at five different things here. What the hell is going on? I know. I know what I did wrong here. Okay. I think I got it. Oh, it's not no. going to that page I have. One second here, folks. Now you're showing your entire screen. Now everyone's seeing all the porn and everything that's on your on your screen. If you're listening, it was porn. There it is. <laughs> that was the first reveal of my life. I don't know why I had it open and it kept not going to that page. But you, yeah. The brand this, new leaves. This, this, this is content porn for me. This is what I would consider locked on content porn. Seeing a beautiful graphic. If you aren't uh, on the YouTube channel and you're listening via podcast, um, we love you. You're just as important to us, obviously, but you're missing out on on the great production that we've now put into this. This is the projected lineup for tonight's game, Leafs and Sharks uh, tonight. Game number 25 on the year in the final day of the month of November. Puck drop will be at 7 o'clock. See all this information that I can spew out because it's right in front of me. It's fantastic. Take a look at the forward lines, top line remaining uh, the same as it's been the past couple of games. You've got Michael Bunting with Austin Matthews, William Nylander. You've got Tavares and Marner joined by Callie Yarncrock on the uh, on the left wing. You've got Kerfoot, Holmberg, the guy who never makes a mistake. And then Pierre Engvall, a guy who commonly makes some mistakes uh, on a line together. And then you've got Zach Asmarese Camp and uh, Nick Robertson drawing on drawing into the game uh, as the fourth line winger, Gio and Hall, Sandine Lilligren, Mete, and then Connor Timmins uh, projected to start tonight. And then Matt Murray, the projected goaltender. Um, we'll see who ends up being the backup, I guess. Samsonov could be Shogren, depending on if he gets activated or not. But so that's the lineup. That looks clean. That looks beautiful, David. I appreciate it. Well, time uh, to put it up on the screen. But when it did, I'm happy with how it came out. Completely worth it absolutely worth it give it a thumbs up give this video a thumbs up just to show dave um the appreciation we have for him putting in the effort and getting one of these bad boys up here does this mean that we're going to get one for uh for every game dave is is this well, what's actually, happening the way that this template works i could do it just as long as least don't you know make me upset and do a bunch of line changes out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> i have to do a bunch of copy and pasting but yeah, no, this is uh, the good thing about this template is it's, you know, change a few logos here and there, change the picture on the side. Beauty. It's, it's pretty dummy proof. I have to say it's even Mike could even do put together a graphic like this. Ah, maybe I'm more of a dummy than people think when it comes to technology. I'm not. Uh, yeah, technology and me doesn't work very well together, but that's what you're here for, buddy. You're, you're the yin to my yang. And you're all technology, and you know I bring other stuff, I suppose, to the table. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the three keys for tonight's game. Um, why don't you go ahead and start and give me one of them now? Yeah, I think you just don't let don't give uh, San Jose any confidence. So I mean, and they've, they've done a good job in the last few games of starting off strong and scoring the first goal, except against Detroit, um, but. Yeah, just stick to your game plan and and try to come out with purpose to start the game so that you you show San Jose who's actually a good team. You know, which you're the good team and they're not the good team. Uh yeah, absolutely. Which kind of 
leads into what one of mine uh one of my keys are and that's just get out to a fast start you know we're talking about a san jose team that just played the montreal canadians the night before they could be a little tired coming into toronto um playing on the second night of a back-to-back so maybe capitalize on that tiredness through the first you know 10 or so minutes of the hockey game don't let them get out their legs underneath them or once they do i suppose make sure they're trailing Get off to an early lead with a fast start, quick start, and uh, hopefully you can capitalize and parlay that into a victory. Um, another thing that I think that Toronto needs to continue to do is, is you know, play connected. You know, defense up to offense, and and then offensively come back and you know defend as a unit. I think has been a big key for how this team has been able to win over the last little bit. You've got five guys consistently below the hash marks, clogging up the middle of the ice, clogging up the neutral zone um, defensively as well. Not allowing those odd man rushes, not allowing much off the rush. Um, and when they are, they're getting hard back checks from guys like Marner, guys like Nylander, who actually leads the Leafs in takeaways. I found that out today. That's a fun little stat for you. Leads the Leafs in takeaways at five on five. Technically, he's tied with Austin Matthews, but they're both at the top of the leaderboard with 20 takeaways. Um, you know, so like just playing connected and, and, and playing as a unit defensively, I think if you just stick and stay the same, like – stick to the same game plan that you've been executing over the course of that road trip. Just continue it on through this homestand. And I think that uh, they'll come away with a victory tonight. Oh, another one for me. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what's a good, because you put up, brought up some great ones. So like, I, I want to see Matt Murray continue. If Matt Murray is a starter, I want to see Matt Murray continue to put up godlike numbers in the net. I, I yeah. against the Sharks, I wasn't thrilled with Shalgren's performance. Um, I thought there was a lot left to be desired, um, especially there was that goal. Is it the first goal of the game? The one where Justin Hall and Matthews just looked really bad defensively. Oh, yeah. It was a no man's land. Yeah, it was like literally the first nine seconds of the hockey game, Thank right off the opening draw. End up scoring the goal, but it was just a terrible gaffe altogether. I think what Matt Murray brings to this team is just stability. Uh, it's it's crazy to think how we're talking about all these storylines with the Leafs, and Matt Murray's getting his due, but I don't think he's getting enough considering how many people were, us included, were concerned. And they're still going to be concerned because at any moment, knock on wood, he could get injured again. Yeah. But right now, he is, I think, He's been the underrated part of the Leafs' success because he's not getting talked about enough given all the – like he's playing in front of a top pairing of Justin Hall and Mark Giordano. Yeah, I just saw it today in terms of goals saved above expected per 60, which is a mouthful of a stat to say. Yeah. But uh, essentially, it's he's, he's performing well above expectation. He's eighth in the NHL in terms of uh, in that statistical category of, of saving goals above expectation um, for this team, which is, which is pretty good. That's, it's not what you were anticipating, I guess, out of Matt Murray when you, when he came aboard and since returning from his injury, I mean, he's been outstanding and I'm 45 save percentage at five on five, a buck 68 goals against that five on five. Um, and then you know, like the, the other night was the reason why they won that game. They fired 44 shots on goal. The Detroit Red Wings did. He's turned aside 42 of them and, uh, you know, was a big reason for that win. So I agree. Matt Murray, keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, I guess, because it's it's working. Just 
stay healthy. Just stay healthy, and all will be fine. You've got Samsonov working his way back into the fold here. You've got Mitch Marner, who's riding a 17-game point streak, who could make it a franchise, tying 18 tonight. You've got Matthews with goals at 5-on-5 five five in back-to-back games. You've got William Nylander with nine goals in his last 12 games. Got a lot of positive vibes going for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Hopefully they can continue it tonight against the San Jose Sharks. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Uh, go ahead, leave a like on this video if you would. Uh, leave a comment down below. Anything you want to tell us uh, or or you know, be a little argumentative of. Do we say something stupid, wrong? You just want to give us a compliment? Go ahead. Whatever you want in the comment section. We do read the comments, and I do enjoy them for the most part. Um, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll recap the game against the San Jose Sharks. Hopefully, we can keep the good times rolling, Dave. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.